What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Thrive by Nutrition podcast. Uh, it's been a while since I've come on, come on here and put on a podcast episode. Um, I want to start doing these more frequently, and I want to start doing, you know, maybe shorter ones. You know, they don't always have to be an hour long. Maybe they can be 15 to 20 minutes um, just to kind of give you guys a rundown on certain topics and give you guys the information that you guys can really apply to um, your everyday lives or whatever goal you have in your fitness, nutrition journey, whatever it is. Uh, so... Uh, today I wanted to talk about reverse dieting and I wanted to go over the basics on uh, what a reverse diet is, how you would implement it, why you would even implement it, and when you would implement it, um, and things to kind of expect when you are doing a reverse diet. So uh, number one, what in the world is a reverse diet? So a re reverse diet is basically when you are um, increasing your calories slowly over time, trying to get back to your maintenance calorie level after you just uh, finished up a fat loss phase. Uh, so let's say you're you're maintaining your weight on 3,000 calories. You do maybe a 10 to 12 week cut, something like that, and uh, you lose you know 10 to 15 pounds. And um, throughout that process, you end up getting down to about 2,300 calories per day. Um, and you want to get your calories back up to that 3,000 calorie mark um, with minimal fat gain. Um, and you don't want to lose any of the fat loss progress that you made during that time. Uh, so reverse dieting is basically, um, you know, what you would expect by the definition is you are reversing um, the diet to where you are slowly increasing calories, adding calories into your diet every single day, um, week to week to try to get back up to that 3000 calorie mark. So we can hopefully maintain our weight on our old maintenance calories, even though we are at a reduced body weight. Um, not everybody will be able to, you know, maintain their body weight at that you know old calorie mark just because they have less body mass in general and they weigh less so they're carrying around less they have less metabolically active tissue on them so their metabolism is just going to be a little slower just because they simply weigh less um, but a lot of people can get back up to that mark or at least get pretty close to it so reverse dieting is a way to slowly increase your calories um, over time to you know get back to that 3000 calorie mark that you were at before um, so, uh, you know, how slow are we supposed to increase these calories? Um, you know, some people might recommend that you increase calories from 50 to 100 every week, or you do it for a week, see, you know, how the scale fluctuates, you see how your body kind of changes the mirror, your energy levels, um, and then possibly increase, you know, 50 to 100 calories more the next week. And then the next week, um, it really depends, honestly. And, uh, it's very, very individual. That's why it's really good to have a an educated coach to kind of guide you through the process and they can kind of pick up on things and make sure you're implementing it, you know, correctly and at a good pace. Um, but, you know, I, I like to think of it um, in a very flexible manner. So I don't like to think of, you know, I'm going to increase 100 calories every week for the next you know, seven weeks, I'm going to be be back up to 3000 or something. Um, it's far more, you know, individual than that. And, um, you know, you can see variations sometimes. Um, you know, if you are in this certain part of your life, or you're doing, you know, this kind of everyday job, this kind of gym routine, sometimes you can increase those calories a lot faster. But then other times when you are more sedentary, sitting around more, um, you're doing a different kind of gym routine, um, you'll actually have to go a little bit slower. And I'm going to talk about that a little more <clears throat> in this podcast on, you know, what situations you might be able to increase a little faster and what situations you might want to increase 
a little slower. Um, but, you know, a good rule of thumb is I think that what you can do is you can increase calories by, you know, roughly, probably, probably 5 to 10% um, of what you're currently taking in at a time. Um, so this, this is going to vary, obviously, depending on how many calories you're consuming each day. Um, but let's say, you know, the example I gave before, you're somebody who's um, eating 2,300 calories per day. Your first increase, it, I would recommend probably around 5% of your calories, maybe up to 10%. So 5% of 2,300 is uh, about 120 calories roughly. And then 10% at the high end would be about 230 calories. So um, I think, you know, it's pretty safe to do a 120 to 230 calorie jump um, initially. Do that for um, <clears throat> maybe a week. See, you know, how your scale weight is going. Your scale weight probably will gradually go up. Uh, this is something I want to talk about a little more too. But um, you'll probably see it go up a little bit um, just from extra water retention because you are just eating more food. So you're probably going to have more carbs and more sodium that you're eating, um, which equals more water retention. Um, and then you'll also probably see um, a little weight gain uh, maybe not initially that much, but um, over the course of, you know, however long you're increasing your calories up, you'll probably see some weight gain simply from just having more food in your system. Um, frankly, you're just going to be full of shit, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> probably not, you know, you're probably not going to have a whole lot more food in your system just from 120 to 230 calories. But um, if you are, you know, at the very end, you're eating 700 calories more per day. Um, that food can add up and that could make, you know, maybe, you know, a quarter of a pound difference on the scale or something like that. So um, those are just some things to keep in mind that um, <clears throat> you might see the scale, you know, go up um, initially, but it's probably just water weight um, from, you know, extra carbs and sodium. So like I said, five to 10% increase the first week, kind of look, look at how you you know, are visually appearing in the mirror more. Look at how your energy levels are feeling throughout the day, how your workouts are going. Are you increasing your strength? You just feel more energy. You um, have less fatigue in between sets, things like that. Those are things you should definitely be experiencing as you are increasing your calories up. Um, and one thing to kind of keep in mind is that um, if your maintenance was 3,000 and uh, you're down at 2,300, even though you increase your calories by 120 to 230, um, you're probably still in a calorie deficit, honestly. So uh, a lot of people actually see fat loss in the initial phases of a reverse diet because um, <clears throat> they are technically still in a calorie deficit. And by increasing their food, um, they have more energy in the gym. So they're able to push themselves a little harder. So they burn a little more calories in the gym. And then they have to recover a little more because their workouts are more intense. Um, and then also a thing called non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Um, some people call it NEAT. Uh, this is something that um, reduces um, kind of a lot when you are cutting. Um, and it's very individual as well. Some people can honestly see like a 600 calorie decrease in their metabolic rate from just NEAT non-exercise activity. This is things like, um, you know, fidgeting, what I'm doing with my hands right now when I'm talking. Um, this could be just kind of tapping your foot. This could be 
um, going on walks, going on hikes, uh, talking more. Those types of things tend to downregulate or slow down if we are eating less calories for a significant period of time. Uh, so those things start to ramp up along with exercise, um, just being more intense because we have more fuel. And a lot of times, you know, you end up breaking out of a fat loss plateau if you're in one by just increasing your calories a little bit. So a uh, little tip for you guys, if you guys are in a fat loss plateau, you might want to try and keep increasing your calories by, you know, five to 10%, see how your energy level feels, see how your knee feels. And uh, you might actually see some extra fat loss by eating a little bit more than what you currently are. But um, nonetheless, do that for a week, see how you feel. Um, and then, you know, after that, increase another five to 10%. Um, and then, you know, monitor those same variables, your sleep, your digestion, your <clears throat> energy levels in the gym, your um, how you're feeling, that you look in the mirror, um, body weight, take all of those factors. Don't just take your body weight and be like, oh, I the scale went up one pound on average. That means that I should go slower. No, don't just take the scale into account. Take all of those various variables into account because like I said, the scale, um, a lot of the fluctuations we see or the gains we see, um, especially if they're minimal, like 0.5 to a pound, it's probably just water weight. So um, there's nothing wrong with holding more water just because you are eating more food. Um, it's holding more water, especially if you're holding it um, intramuscularly, you're probably going to have better workouts. You're going to be more hydrated. So it's not a problem. It's There's nothing wrong with seeing the scale kind of go up during this process if it does, um, especially if it's slowly. So, um, you know, this process can be repeated over and over until you get to roughly, you know, 3,000 or whatever your maintenance is. Um, and then from there, you can continue to try to push calories and maybe even go into a slight surplus if you want to, or you could just kind of stick around in that maintenance mark. Um, but the key is is to, you know, probably not jump straight from 2,300 to 3,000 calories right away. Uh, some people, if their metabolism is very adaptive, they can get away with that. Um, but it's probably, you know, if you really want to maintain all of the fat loss you just, um, you know, achieved, it's probably your best bet to slowly increase your calories from 5 to 10%. Um, and honestly, you could probably do increases a little quicker than every single week, depending on um, who you are. Like I said, it's a very individual. Um, just every week is just a kind of generic recommendation. Um, and it's usually the recommendation I would just give just because that's when people, you know, people check in with their coaches every single week. They send them over their data and that's when they usually make adjustments. But if you're doing this yourself, uh, which I've actually done it like this in the past, um, I've increased calories um, maybe every two to three days, honestly. And that's just because I can just feel my metabolism um, ramping up very quickly. And I can feel myself uh, adapting to those extra calories um, very fast. And uh, this is something that you'll learn um, as you go. If you kind of listen to your body as you're doing this process, listen to your um, different, you know, feedback markers that we mentioned before, like body weight, how you look in the mirror, performance. Um, but kind of a rule of thumb that I've kind of noticed, and I don't know if this is backed by science, this is just pure my observation, my um, opinion or hypothetical, um, whatever. Um, I think that if you are doing very intense weightlifting and you are doing more 
auto-regulated weightlifting, which means you're using like RPEs instead of set weights that you use, or maybe um, you are, you know, going for more reps if you have them in the tank, if you have the fuel or energy to hit those extra reps. So you basically don't have a strictly set routine or set weight and set reps that you do every single day uh, without it changing at all based on how you feel. Um, if you have a gym routine like that, that's more auto-regulated and you can push yourself um, on the really good days and then back off on the days that um, don't feel so great. If you have that, as well as if you are doing a job throughout the day, maybe you work you know, on your feet, moving around a lot, walking around, doing things with your hands, you're pretty active. Um, it doesn't have to be super strenuous, but you're just moving around a lot. If you have a job like that, working eight hours per day doing that, um, you could probably increase your calories a little faster. And um, I'll tell you why now. So um, my estimation is that if you do have those variables, you have um, big fluctuations in your energy expenditure throughout the day based off of if you train um, and how much fuel you're eating um, that dictates how well you train or how intense you train. And um, as well as neat because things like your job if you're walking around a lot that's considered neat so those things um will all slow down if you are eating less calories and there'll be a bigger uh variation between when you're eating at your maintenance calories or above maintenance versus when you are at your cutting calories um but if you are somebody who let's say i don't know you're just doing cardio you're just doing the same cardio routine um running on the treadmill for 20 minutes same you know, two and a half miles or something in that time, doing that same thing every time you go in the gym. And then your job is very sedentary and you're sitting down a lot and um, you don't have any kind of variation in movement um, based off of how much you eat or you don't have any possibility of variation of movement, then your metabolism is probably going to be pretty, um, pretty constant like irrelevant on how many calories you're eating. It's probably not going to decrease very much um, from how many calories you're eating. And it's probably not going to increase very much if you increase the amount of calories you're eating. So uh, because you have bigger variations, because you're just more active walking around throughout the day, um, and you can have bigger variations in the amount of energy you use when you are working out, then um, you probably uh, will adapt very quickly to the higher calorie mark or the higher um, calories that you're consuming versus um, somebody who is very sedentary all the time and isn't, um, you know, doing intense lifting and um, tailoring their workouts to how they feel basically throughout the day. Um, and then I want to talk about another scenario where someone will or should, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, reverse diet. And this is one uh, that a lot of clients uh, come to me and they have this issue and uh, it really sucks having to kind of break this news to them, uh, but it's important to put them on the right track for you know long-term success. But basically, if you're somebody who maybe you didn't necessarily lose a bunch of body weight or body fat, maybe you didn't necessarily just come out of a dieting phase, but if you but if you're someone who's been chronically um, chronically yo-yo dieting over and over and over, um, <clears throat> and maybe you know you drastically cut calories. Um, lose a little bit of weight and then you get frustrated because you're not losing the weight at the rate that you want to lose um, and then you end up kind of binging and then 
um, just going off the rails and gaining a bunch of body fat back and not losing that body fat again. And then you kind of repeat that process, go on to the next fat diet or something. If you're a constant yo-yo dieter, um, there's a good chance that your metabolism is not going to be up to par. It's not going to be at what your true maintenance should be based off of your height, weight, age, sex, um, and physical activity level. Uh, so what we need to do um, with these individuals is we need to get them back up to that maintenance mark. Um, and a lot of these people, they come to me or they come to other coaches and they want to initially start to lose body fat right away. And uh, this just isn't really realistic because their metabolism has been so downregulated over and over to where, um, you know, they just, they don't have any calories to pull from to uh, initiate a calorie deficit or initiate fat loss. Uh, so these individuals, that's another situation. You might not necessarily have lost body fat recently, but if you've constantly yo-yo dieted, um, you just have to go through this phase before you can even think about having another successful fat loss phase and have um, successful fat loss in the long term. Um, but um, if you are doing a reverse diet, there are kind of three things you can expect. One, you can expect um, for nothing to change with your body composition, with your body weight. Um, some people, they adapt very quickly and they adapt very well and they're able to get back up to their um, maintenance calories without any weight gain at all. Uh, other people, like I said, um, they might actually see fat loss and maybe even a drop in body weight over this time just because their metabolism adapts so well and they're getting more energy, they're pushing their stuff more in their workouts, they're doing more general non-exercise activity throughout the day, um, which leads them to a bigger calorie deficit and they end up losing more weight and more body fat. And the third scenario, which does happen, um, and it, it's frustrating, but it's, you know, it's definitely important for the long term, but it's, uh, you might actually gain some body fat, body fat and body weight during this time. And it's completely normal. A lot of people, um, you know, see this happen when they do a reverse diet and it's not an excuse to stop the reverse diet because the reverse diet is so important for your long-term success, um, in whatever dieting phase or body composition phase you're in. Uh, but a lot of people do, and there's nothing really you can do about it other than to, you know, make um, small increases when you can and just accept the fat, fact that, you know, maybe gaining, you know, five pounds um, right now in order to lose another 10 to 15 pounds in the future and keep that off um, is 100% worth it. And, um, you know, it's that old saying where sometimes you have to take two steps or one step back to take two steps forward and it's perfectly acceptable. You just always have to keep your mind locked into the long-term goal, whatever it is you have. So uh, I'm going to wrap up the podcast here. Hope you guys liked this kind of quick rundown and uh, getting the basics with the reverse diet. If you are interested um, to learn more, uh, definitely send me a DM, send me a message. I'd love to kind of elaborate more on a reverse diet and how to implement it um, and help you guys out if you're trying to do it with yourselves. Um, and then if you want, obviously, more individual help, definitely um, send me a DM if you're interested in, you know, one-on-one -on -one online coaching. Um, and, you know, I can help you step-by-step -step a little more in-depth one-on-one, um, -on -one, you know. So I uh, hope you guys like this podcast and uh, see you guys in the next one.